So, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, I felt to not put a lot of time into preparing for this morning's sermon. (laughs) Glory be to God. There is a God. Sticking more for me than you, but obviously. But I do want to talk to you about a few things, just from my heart. Hallelujah. Father, thank you for all that you've done. I believe um, yeah I believe I absolutely do believe I worship you hallelujah amen all right let me just talk to you about a few things that God's been speaking to me about and um, I I believe that what God is doing with what is being with what's happening among us with what God's speaking and he's depositing in our hearts I think there's a lot more happening than what we understand Um, and so I just keep watching um, and not the, the future is his today i want to walk in obedience to him i want to walk in relationship intimacy love obedience to him future is his the past is his and i walk today with him um i've said this before one of the things that god is having me to pray for is a fresh baptism of power and fire a fresh baptism of power and fire the cry in my heart is that when I am when I am engaging with people as a kingdom representative that there would be no hindrance to his power flowing through me so that they can have an encounter with God I appreciate being able to just simply um, represent him well as I'm talking with people on the street, um, to be able to pray with them and allow them to sense a touch of his love and his compassion for them. But I want them to have an encounter with God so that um, the veil that's in front of their mind regarding the reality of God and his power to intervene in this world is absolutely broken and and so i'm going after but okay with that i'm going after a baptism of fire fire has to do okay with the consuming okay it's the consuming love of god that's consuming the interfering self that's okay it's consuming everything to do with self because i'm absolutely consumed in him and consumed in his love it's a purifying fire And I'm watching that fire constantly going deeper so that what's happening is there are, um, what I'm seeing inside of me is more and more evidence of the, of the interference of s- self-interest and pride 
Okay, but as I'm doing that, I'm not condemned by it because I understand that as soon as I acknowledge it, okay, it is forgiven and cleansed, it's behind. Let me just throw something at you that's, that's an extra. I was, I was somehow, somehow came to those final verses of uh, Psalms, uh, Psalm 23, that says, Surely goodness and mercy will follow me. Okay? I've always wondered, why don't they just catch up and walk beside me? Why are they always following behind? Okay. Okay. And I realize that with goodness and mercy following me, I can always leave the past behind because they're taking care of it. Okay. I can always, see, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That's my destiny. I pursue my destiny and my calling. Okay, I understand that there's all kinds of weaknesses and failures in my life that leave things behind. Okay? But I can't go back and I can't take care of it. There's nothing I can do about them. But there is something that's doing something about it. God's goodness and his mercy. And they're always following me. So as I'm walking, I know, hey, God, I look behind. I'm not living in regrets. I'm not carrying the burden of the past. Why? Because his Goodness and mercy are following me, and they're the cleanup crew. Okay? And they're the cleanup crew. Okay? Covering my weaknesses, covering my sins, covering my mistakes, but not just covering, actually turning them around for good. His goodness and his mercy following me. Okay? So, okay, I am asking God to cause his consuming fire to burn up all of the self-centeredness and pride. And this is one of the things that he said to me, because there's a promise that he has given me that I will hear his voice without static, but it is not yet my experience. And what he said to me was this, okay, okay and I'll say it to you so that you can hear it, because I've already heard it for me, okay? When your pride and self-interest is out of the way, you will be able to hear him without static. He will speak to you, you will know it is his voice, and you will respond to his voice because there's no self-interest and pride to interfere with the process. Okay? And we have to get to that place. We have to get to that place. I can't take care of my self-interest and pride. Okay? I can't go in there and try and fix it, try and do better, try and overcome it. When I do that, I just get into works orientation, striving, anxiousness, condemnation. Okay? But I can acknowledge it before him. Okay? And his grace is to cause the consuming power of his life to come in Okay, and cleanse and purify me from that. I'm watching him do it just simply as I acknowledge, God, that, that attitude I had, that way of thinking, okay, those barriers, those excuses, that self-justification, that, that did not come from you. I acknowledge that it does not belong, it is not a part of me anymore. Okay, and as I do that, okay, 
first of all, the love that is completely changing me and transforming me, that has laid hold of me, has redeemed me. His love surrounds me, and his fire burns it away. And I can't explain it to you, okay, because it's not something I do, it's something he's doing in me, okay? But that's something that I'm praying for, laying hold of, okay? Um, another, uh, uh, I'm, I'm just giving you some thoughts and then we're going to go, okay? I was told not to do a lot of work, but I have these things inside of me that I feel that I'm to po- deposit, so we'll just see where in your heart they fall. So there's a verse in Hebrews chapter 10 okay, that says, it starts this way, for since the law has but a shadow of good things to come instead of the true form of these realities, heaven's realities, it can never by the same sacrifices, the sacrifices of animals, okay, continually offered every year, make perfect those who draw near. Otherwise, would they not have ceased to have been offered since the worshiper, having once been cleansed, would no longer have any consciousness of sins? So what he's saying here okay, is if the sacrifices, if animal sacrifices were actually able okay, to make okay, the worshiper perfect before God, then they would have no more consciousness of sins as they come, okay? They would have no more consciousness of sins, okay? Okay. So sin consciousness is not something that they would be walking in, okay? I may be conscious that an action that I did was not in alignment with his will and purpose, but I just simply acknowledge that. Why do I acknowledge that? Because I'm very conscious of his righteousness, I'm conscious of his mercy, okay? okay? So he was saying to me, when, when, and he was building on the fact, okay, that when I come into his presence, okay, I come in not conscious of sin, but conscious of his righteousness. So he went to build on that fact, and he said, so Bob, Okay, if you're not conscious of your sin, your weaknesses, your failures, your past, if you're not conscious of that, what are you conscious of? What are you conscious? Okay? What are you stand conscious is with knowledge. Okay? Okay? When you are standing in my presence, when you are walking in my presence day by day, okay, what are you conscious of? And it was kind of like, wake up. Wake up. Okay? There's a reality here, Bob. Wake up. Okay? Okay? The old reality is gone. That should not be filling your consciousness. But there is a new reality, and it should be absolutely absorbing your consciousness. So, Bob... What are you conscious of? Okay? Church, awake, arise from your slumber. Okay? And actually begin to engage in this reality. Okay? Let it fill your consciousness so that 
who Christ is and who Christ is in you and who you are because you have been redeemed. Okay? The reality, the truth of the gospel okay, fills your consciousness. You are totally aware of who you are because okay, when you step into a situation, okay, you are either going to be conscious of what's confronting you, conscious of how the difficulties, conscious of past life experiences, conscious of your own weaknesses, conscious of your own powerlessness, or you're going to be conscious of heaven's realities, and depending on whether what you're conscious of will determine your authority in the situation. So, Bob, what are you conscious of? Okay. And, Bob, you don't need to, okay, go back to something I've said before. It's not about trying to be conscious of the right things. Okay, it just happened. Now I've got to try. Pastor Bob preached a sermon about, try, uh, about being conscious. So now I've got to try real hard to be conscious. Who am I again? <laughs> Who am I again? Okay. Okay. No. You train yourself. Okay. You train yourself okay. by filling yourself, di- discipling yourself to be conscious of heaven's realities so that you have trained your awareness so that when you step into a situation, okay, you are conscious because okay, that's how you have developed your life. Okay? Okay. And you, you'll do this in the place of prayer. Okay? A lot of times we go into prayer okay, And we are conscious of our problems. We are talking about our problems. We're asking God to be conscious of our problems. We're asking God to sympathize with us our problems. And we walk out conscious of our problems. Okay? Whereas prayer is supposed to be an engagement in the presence of God where we are conscious of who God is, we are conscious of His power, we are conscious of His love for us, we are conscious of who we are, we are conscious of the authority that we have, we are conscious of the kingdom that we live in, we are conscious of the promises that we have, we are conscious of the covenant that is, 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 is backing us up and we walk and we talk out of that knowledge. Okay? Am I like going over your heads here? Okay. okay? But you have to actually recognize when you go into prayer, okay, what you're conscious of. And then you have to focus your consciousness okay, in the right direction. Okay, how are we doing? Doing okay? All right, let me, okay, leave that behind. Let God do that, something with that with you. Okay. I was talking to Joshua Hofert. You know him? Okay, he was with us. Um, it was Winds or Wings Ministry? 
Wind, wind is his new ministry. He was with streams. And then it evaporated, so it Okay, <laughs> okay, it became uh, moisture in the wind, now it's a wind ministry. All right, <laughs> anyways, okay, things are really going good, do, really doing good, but okay, he had a team over from India, I'm just going to talk to you, he had a team over from India, and they were learning uh, from the streams ministry and from some other things that he had been teaching about, and he had them with him for a month, and it was absolutely exhausting, he said. Absolutely exhausting. Because not only was he teaching them, but they had a conscious awareness of kingdom assignment. And the question that they had, because of how they had been trained, okay, was how do we build a bridge and use our opportunities here to reach people for Christ? We're away from where we are for a month. If we were there... We would be reaching into our community. We would be telling people the gospel. We would be seeking to bring people to Christ. We would be seeking to make disciples. And then we would be bringing them in and investing our lives for the next six months in raising up that disciple. Then we'd be taking them out with us on the streets so that they could make disciples. And then we'd be working with them as they were discipling others. And then once they had gone through that process, we would be uprooting their family and bringing them into a village so that they could go and do it all over again and cause the church okay, to be extended. He said they were absolutely exhausted. They were constantly asking, thinking, and wanting to be involved in something that would expand the kingdom because they, had, they, they were no longer living for themselves. They were living for the kingdom of God. He said, I, he, he said, I had to stop, first of all, and look at myself and say, here I am, this prophetic man of God, and I am completely apathetic regarding the kingdom. Okay? He said, then, because they were involved in our church, we had to stop and ask the question. Okay? Where are we as a church? Are we coming together to do our church thing, okay, or do we have any vision, okay, any, okay, okay, not, not, not outreach as a program, but just even passion for the kingdom to advance, passion, okay, for the gospel of the kingdom, passion for the extension of the kingdom, okay, what is that going to look like? And so they, he told me some very basic things that they did to, to start just to, to utilize, okay? Utilize what they had to begin to, okay, step through doorways more. It's not, so it just, it, it's something that God's been stirring on me because he's had me now up in the mornings again walking through our new surveys. And as I walk through the new survey, survey across from where Conan's nursery used to be, Okay, my heart, my spirit, okay, I, I was kind of tired, and I was trying to drink my coffee, and I was walking, but my spirit all of a sudden began to sob and intercede, and I began to pray in the spirit over these houses of all these people who have been displaced and shoved into a new community, 
okay, and I bumped into some different people and I talked to them and some of them don't even know the English language and in fact there's older people in that community that don't know the English language that are left there by their families, okay, as they go into Toronto, they commute to different places to work, okay, and they're, they're on their own. The only thing they have is a cell phone to be able to connect with somebody who can speak their language, okay, and there's just this, this turmoil. And then my heart began my heart began to, to rise in praise. And I thought, what, what am I doing now? I'm carrying all the burden of what's going on, but now my heart is rising in praise and worship. And somehow within my heart, I believe that God has an answer. I absolutely believe that God has an answer. Okay? And so I am, it's, it's on my heart. Okay? And it's, we, we come from all kinds of different communities, so don't know what that means. But I do know what it means for me. Okay? okay so just, just putting it out there, okay? Um, within, the, within the land of I- India, there are, there are, oh, yeah, one of the things he was talking to me about was, he said, they would get into conversations. They would, they would build bridges and relationships. And he says their whole purpose was to talk about Jesus and to bring that person to Christ. And he said, I realized that in North America, I have been told, okay, first of all, okay, watch out what you're talking about. Always be watching what you're, because you might speak too much Christianese. He said they didn't care and they won people to Christ. Okay? He said, Okay, he said, I found I'm always apologizing or feeling apologetic because, okay, he said, they didn't care and they won people to Christ. And he said, he said I, I've been taught and somehow agreed that if you build a relationship with a person uh, and your desire is to win them to Christ, you're using them as a project. You're not actually loving them. He said, they love them to Christ. And they were actually bringing people, not making it about themselves, but making it about bringing them to the saving knowledge, okay, and an experience with Jesus Christ, okay? And as we're talking, I'm realizing, okay, okay, because my heart is for reaching people, and I work all, I've, I've had to work through all of those mindsets, okay? All of those mindsets, Okay, and we, we have been affected by things more than we realize. There's another thing that's on my heart, but I'm, I'm going to leave it till after I come back because now I've got something to preach when I come back and I can just relax on my vacation. Okay? But God, yeah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I just, I just lift my hands to you, Father, as, as we're here as a congregation. I am, yeah, this is how I fight my battle. I just worship you and I give you praise. I thank you for what you've done. I know that your hand is on us. I know that you're watching over us. I know that you love us. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit, I know that you're working among us. And, and, and God, Uh, There's a change and a transformation that is taking place in our lives. 
It's happening. One, one little thought, one little concept, one little conversation, one little encounter. But Holy Spirit, you're working in us. And, and, and I thank you, God. This is, uh, what you're doing in us is, is going to cause a zeal. It's going to cause a, a longing, a desire, a passion to serve you. It's going to completely take us from where we are and completely set us into a new, uh, uh, just a new perspective. There's going to be new lenses, a new way of thinking, God, a, a new way of responding. Lord, you are bringing us into the kingdom. And Lord, if you said to us, seek first the kingdom, seek first the kingdom, You've said to us, seek those things that are above and set our affections, God. It must be that where we're at right now is, God, we don't really understand the kingdom. God, we don't really see it as we should. We're not actually entering in and experiencing it. God, there are things laying hold of our hearts that, are God, are keeping our affections back so that, God, we're not actually pressing in and laying hold of the kingdom. And, Lord, that's a reality that your word and your truth brings to us, but it brings to us, God, with revelation and no condemnation because, God, it's inviting us. Come on, come on, okay? Even though you don't see it, you don't know it, you're not experiencing it, you haven't lived in it, are you willing to change? And if you are, hallelujah, I'm willing to change you, and I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are at work in us and this change is taking place and we are not going to be the same. And I bless these people and I say, Holy Spirit, I pray not just for me but for us. Let there be a baptism that completely immerses us in the power of the Holy Spirit and the fire of God's love until love within us is burst into a passion that God, death, hallelujah, cannot uh, intimidate God. God, that, that God, uh, the things that come at us cannot overwhelm us and hold us back. Hallelujah. And God, we cannot be stopped. We cannot be stopped. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen.